I'm conducting a retreat or workshop, I will ask participants if they think there's music in this room. The room grows quiet, and everyone listens, but you can't hear anything. Inevitably, a hand will go up and someone will say, I'm humming a song in my mind, and I'm in this room, and therefore there's music in this room. Another will say, I have the music of God's love in my heart. And I tell them, well, that's nice that you have this song and this feeling of love, but that's not what I'm talking about. I was wondering if you could hear music with your ears. And they listen again, and you can't hear anything. So then I pick up my trusty little radio. There it is. Music in this room. Where was it? Well, you couldn't hear it because it was in the form of radio waves. You need a radio, the right kind of instrument, to pick up on the music. And you need it to be on the station. If it's not on the station, then you get something like this. Sounds pretty awful. Yeah, that. That's even worse. Wow. Not very pleasant. I think we can draw an analogy between those radio waves filling the room and God's presence, which fills the whole universe. Let's begin with a few basic theological affirmations to form the basis of this simple, contemplative spirituality. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, when we ask the question, Who is God? We usually get answers like, God is a supreme being, the highest of all beings, or God is our creator. Everything receives its existence from God. And, of course, God is spirit, immaterial and invisible. Asking another question, where is God? We can affirm in response that God is everywhere, omnipresent, as the writer of Psalm 139 put it, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If God is everywhere, then that surely means that God is here now, in this room, in this moment, just as surely as radio waves, but as spiritual presence. But what is the God who is present here and now doing? Again, theology based on biblical revelation teaches us that God is creating and sustaining all creatures, that nothing can exist without this creating and sustaining involvement of God. God is also loving. As 1 John 4 puts it, God is love itself. The God who creates and sustains all things is lovingly involved with creatures, delighting in them, coaxing them to love, to realize the vision that God has for them. So if that's how things are with God and creatures, then how might we tune in, as it were, to the presence of this omnipresent lover? To do so, we would obviously need to be where God is, when God is there, open to what God is doing. 
If we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, or about a different business than what God is interested in, we will miss out on God. We will be like someone trying to use a telephone to listen to radio waves in the room. It just won't work. To encounter God, then, we need to be here now in love. That would put us in the right place at the right time, with the right attitude, at least. Let's unpack this simple focusing statement a bit more. First, to be here now, what would this mean? Well, it means we need to be present to the moment. We will say more about this as we go along, but first let's reflect briefly on the experience of time. We can speak of two kinds of time, horizontal and vertical. Horizontal, or linear time, sometimes also called chronological time, is our most common experience. It's our awareness of creation, including ourselves, moving from past through present into a future. Horizontal time gives us a sense of unfolding, of history, of having come from somewhere, and of being on a journey to somewhere. Vertical time is how we might understand God's experience of time. From God's vantage point in eternity, all of horizontal time is seen and known. It's difficult for us to understand how this works, but we take it to be one of the attributes of God that says something about God's omniscience. The present moment is the moment we are in as we move along horizontal time, but note that it is also an intersection with vertical time. This means that the present moment is where chronological time and eternity intersect. To be open to the present moment, then, brings us to the doorway of eternity and God's presence. As the 19th century writer Jean-Pierre de Caussade put it, the divine is a deep abyss of which the present moment is the entrance. If you plunge into this abyss, you will find it infinitely more vast than your desires. Spiritualities in both the East and the West have emphasized this possibility of a something more opening up for us in the present moment, if we can learn to live in it the right way. But what might this right way be? It would be that we need to approach the present moment in love. Then we are of the same attitude as God, and have a better chance of being invited into the business of God in the present moment. By love here I am not speaking of a feeling, or even a behavior, so much as an attitude. The behavior will come if the attitude is right. But what is the attitude? Well, we inquire, what are the needs in the moment? What's to be appreciated? What response is called for? It helps to pray these questions, asking God to show us the answers. Sometimes we are given the grace to just know. This comes more readily if we practice approaching the present moment lovingly. The fruit of this is a discerning mind and heart that becomes increasingly attuned to the presence and action of God in us 
and around us in the present moment. Of course, it's not easy. Human consciousness is often filled with inner static of all kinds. God's love wants to flow through us, but that static, our fears, attachments, negative beliefs, judgmental thoughts, and so forth, short-circuit the flow of God's love. We are like radios that are off the station. Sometimes it is mostly unpleasant noise that comes through us, instead of beautiful music. It's unfortunate that this happens, but so it goes with all of us, to some extent, for we are all wounded human beings in need of healing. This focus on being here now in love reveals to us our powerlessness, inner fragmentation, and our need for God's grace. We discover our attachments. All those desires we have that things should turn out just so or else. It's that or else part that contributes to judgmentalism and anxiety. We discover our brokenness as well. That it's very difficult to be present to the moment. Our thoughts, feelings, and desires pull us in all directions. Our self-centeredness how filled with self-concern we can become. It's not necessarily a bad thing to discover these negative aspects of our consciousness. This helps us to realize just how much we are in need of God's healing and power to enable us to live life to the full. But it's not all negative. Coming more fully into the present moment in love can also bring discoveries of the simple good things of life the sights and smells around us, the feeling of the breeze on our face, or hearing the heart of another person, for example. Sometimes people misunderstand what this practice is about, thinking that it means that we cannot be considering the past, for example, and that's just not so. Sometimes remembering something from the past is part of what is called for in the present moment. And that's quite different from living in the past, where we constantly relive in our minds events that have already happened, sometimes with regret or resentment, often with nostalgia, as though the good old days have come and gone. A similar misunderstanding is that, to live in the present moment, we ought to be leaving the future to itself. But sometimes the moment calls for us to be planning for something that will happen down the road. Making a budget, for example, is a good practice for doing so. And being here now in love is not incompatible with making a budget. What would be unhealthy is living in the future, dreaming of a time when the good old days will finally get here. There's nothing wrong with an expectant attitude, of course, but no better future will ever be realized if we are not doing something to build toward it today. I sometimes get the impression that certain teachers on the spiritual life are aiming for a state of awareness that discourages thinking, reflection, and even intellectual life. That would be a huge mistake as well. We can be using our minds in the service of loving in the present moment. God did not make a mistake in giving us an intellect. 
Let's consider now a few simple practices that can help us to grow in this spirituality. First and easiest is the ongoing focus of being here now in love. Just to repeat the phrase in our minds every now and then can be helpful. Prayer is also an excellent way to do this practice. In prayer our focus can be encountering the God who is always present to us in love. We learn to tune in, as it were, to God's presence in the moment, and to refocus when our minds stray. Reading scripture and using prayer methods can be a help for this kind of prayer. Mindfulness means that we practice awareness. What's going on around us, within us? We simply notice this non-judgmentally. Being more in touch with our bodies is especially important for the body is always in the present moment. It can't be anywhere else. We have already touched upon the obstacles to being here now in love, but it's worth repeating that we need to acknowledge these, and sometimes do formal work to be healed of childhood wounds, for example, or addictions and attachments. Participating in a counseling session or support group can be the work of the present moment, an excellent way of growing in love and acceptance of oneself. This practice does not lead us away from people. We discover that we need others to support us in loving. Jesus said that where two or more gather in his name, he is in our midst. Gathering with others who seek to grow in God's love empowers us to love more fully. Finally, I mention other channels of grace, such as study, service, spiritual direction, sacraments, and so forth. We open ourselves to opportunities to grow closer to God, and that helps us to be here now in love. The present moment is the only moment we will ever have. If we miss it, we miss out on our lives, and oh, what a tragedy that would be. Learning to live more fully in the present moment will enable us to experience more peace and assurance, for we can always handle what happens to us in the present moment, especially if we are engaged with it lovingly. It's when we get too far ahead of the present moment, imagining painful scenarios in the future, for example, or getting caught up in past hurts and resentments, that's when we become miserable. Just refocus. Be here now in love. God is here now and loving. What does the moment call for? Do what you're doing and leave the rest in God's providential care. Well, I hope you found these reflections helpful. For more resources on Christian spirituality, please visit ShalomPlace.com. God's blessing keep you.